to wait and to expect, or we can say to wait with expectation. The word hope in the, in the Bible means to wait with expectation. I want you to say this with me. Say hope means to wait with expectation. Amen. How many growing up had a, a, a standard Christmas where you had Christmas gifts and the whole thing there, and you just couldn't wait until the next morning to open up your gifts? How many know that's expectation? Well, that's the same type of thing that we must have. And notice over in the book of Psalm, he says, our expectation, our hope is from the Lord. Now, and then he said, and we will not forget the works of his hands. Well, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, here's the point I want to make. David's hope for his future was tied to God's performance from his past. I want you to hear what I'm saying today. David's hope for his future was tied to God's performance in his past. And I'm going to show you through scripture here because if you can get a hold of this principle, you will never ever leave, a, a, uh, uh, leave the previous year wrong. Because how you start a year is real important on how you ended the year before. Now in 1 Samuel 17, look at verse 32. Are you there? Say I'm there. He says, and David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Talking about Goliath. Thy servant will go and fight with the Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. How many know sometimes people don't know what's inside of you? Never let people define what God has put inside of you. And, and, and even though the king didn't mean any harm, he says, oh, you're not able to do that. He says, you're just but a youth. And he is a man of war from his youth in verse 34. And David said unto Saul, thy, thy servant kept his father's sheep. Now watch what David is doing. He says, your servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear. And I took a, and, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and I smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and I smote him and I slew him. Verse 36, thy servant slew both the lion and the bear and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them. Watch this now, seeing he has defiled the armies of God. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. David began to look back in his life and instead of seeing the problems, instead of seeing how much time he kept his daddy's sheep, instead of looking at the fact that the servant, when the prophet came to the house to crown and and to anoint somebody as the king, everybody was called except for him. He was the black sheep of the family. He got left out. And he could have looked back on that and said, you know what? Why did they treat me like that? Why did those things happen to me in the negative? No, what he did, he decided, you know what? I'm going to look at the victories that I had in my life. And because the victories, looking back at my victories, will help me now look at my future and have some hope in it. Because if you can see what God did then, then you can see what God's going to do next. Amen. So sometimes I believe we short circuit our faith when we allow our hope to diminish. Everybody say short circuit. And you may have been expecting this year to meet your mate and you didn't meet him. But what you don't know is that God's timing is just like clockwork. And at the right time, in the right place, at the right moment, and when you and they are ready, boom, there it is. I mean, your business may not have made as much money as you wanted it to make this year. But you know what? You still have a business. And whatever God did for your business last year, he can do it again in abundance this year. 
Amen. And so what I want to do is give you some keys. Everybody say keys. I want to give you some keys on how to end the year with hope. Now, the first thing I'm going to do, I want you to write down this take-home statement. When your hope is alive, your praise should be on the rise. Listen to me. I'm going to give you a scripture too. Uh, go to Psalm 71 while you're waiting. Psalm 71, 14. I'm going I'm to give you the take-home statement again. You may have to get the CD. When your hope is alive, in other words, how do you determine the level of where your hope is in your life? Because at the end of the lesson, I'm going to show you that your hope is very key to making your faith work. When your hope is alive, your praise should be on the rise. In Psalm, 74, Psalm 71, are you there? Psalm 71, verse 14, this is what it says. But I will hope continually and I, and I will yet praise you more and more. Do you see that? He says, this is David says, he says, I'm going to hope continually. And while I'm hoping, I'm going to praise you more and more. So how do you now leave a bad year if you had one? And hope for a better year. What you do, your praise should be on the rise. Because hope means expectation. And what you're saying is, God, I'm expecting more in 2011. I'm expecting to do better in 2011. I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to have a better family. I'm going to have a better job. I'm going to have a better career. My business is going to be off the chain. And I'm going to believe you and I'm going to praise you to prove it. See, you got to remember, praise is nothing but thanksgiving on credit. Come on, how many got a credit card in here? How many got a debit card in here? Okay, when you go and swipe the card. Now, if it's a credit card, as long as you have the limit on there and you haven't used it, you can swipe it. When you swipe it, even though you have not physically wrote your check to pay the bill, they give you the item. It's on credit. And that's what you do. Sometimes you have to praise him on credit. And it's easy to praise God on credit when you can look back and see what he did in your life. And that's why pastor talks about testimonies in his life all the time. Because I'm constantly reminding myself and it's building my hope for God to do something even greater. Amen. So, when your hope is alive, your praise should be on the rise. Psalm 43 verse 5, just just write that down. It says, why are you cast down on my soul and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God for I shall praise him who is the health of my countenance. He says, so why are you down? You need to put some praise up. Amen. Now, here's the first thing. Well, here's the second thing. Second thing, how to bring your hope up for the new year. Always hope in the creator and not the creation. Everybody say always. Always hope in the creator and not just the creation. Psalm 39 verse 7, just write it down. It says, and now Lord, what do I wait for and expect? My hope and expectations are in you. I'm going to read that again. He says, and now Lord, what do I wait for and expect? My hope and my expectation is in in you. David knew better than to just expect in people. Somebody say amen. Amen. You know, when I was growing up, uh, and I'm about to show my age right now, when I was growing up, uh, they used to have things that were irregular. Now, uh, touch your neighbor, touch your neighbor, look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, are you irregular? (laughs) Now, look at your neighbor again and say, don't, did you wash your hands before you touched me? Now, the irregular you might be thinking of is not the irregular I'm talking about. The irregular I'm talking about is they used to make clothes, and these clothes did not come out exactly right. And they would package the clothes. The clothes would still be brand new. No one had worn them. But something slight was off about the clothes. 
and they would label the package. Come on, somebody help me. Irregular. And, and, and that's why you would have these jeans and the seam would kind of like slide across the front. <laughs> you buy the underwear and one leg looks a little longer than the other leg. That's how people are. They are irregular. You can't just trust in the people. Amen. You have to always put your hope in the creator and not the creation. Number three. Turn to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews 6. Go to Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6 real quick. We're talking about how to end uh, the year with hope. How to end it with hope. Because if you end it wrong, you will begin the new one wrong. Hebrews chapter 6. Write down verse 18. I'm going to start there in verse 18. Hebrews 6, 18. Here's the fourth point that I want to make. After you start looking back at your life, what happened this year? You, even if it didn't happen this year, write down the victories that you've had in your life. When you've seen God do something that nobody else could have done but God, even if you just have to have one testimony, begin to just rehearse that thing. Because, see, the devil just wants you to see the bad, but he don't really want you to see the good because seeing the good is going to produce some hope. And when hope is alive, like Jesse Jackson used to say, Keep hope alive. When hope is alive, your faith is now in position to work. Amen. So here's the fourth one. Hope will always act as an anchor to your thoughts. When you are looking at the good things that God has done in your life, that hope in looking at those good things are going to produce an anchor to your thoughts. In other words, hope will keep your thinking straight. Now in Hebrews chapter chapter 6, are you there? Look in verse 18, Hebrews 6, 18. Let me find it here. This is what it says. That by two immutable things, which is impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who, for, who have fled for refuge to hold upon the hope set before us. There's a focus verse, verse 19. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Your hope is the anchor of your soul. When you begin to look at what God has done for you, it will begin to encourage you. And now when it encourages you, it's going to act as an anchor. It'll keep your mind from stinking thinking. You know how easy it is? You don't have to try to think bad. It's automatic. But what I'm talking about is you got to look at what God has done in your life. And in doing that, hope is going to rise. And when hope rises, expectation is in place. And you, watch this, faith is the substance of things expected for. Amen. Here's another one. Here's another one. We must learn to agree. Well, let me, let me skip. I'm going to skip that one. Hope will always act as the anchor. Let me give you a good example. My mom is a good example of that. Years ago, my mom had a full-blown stroke, comatose the whole nine yards. We didn't know at the time that when someone is sick at that level, that they can still hear. And so the doctor's reports, they called us in, told us, hey, uh, looks like she's going to die. And I'll never forget, I was in the shower getting ready to go to the hospital, and the Lord spoke to me and said, this sickness is not unto death. So I was fine. I walked in the hospital. And they're giving all these negative reports while she's in the room. Not knowing that she's in the fight of her life. But then I asked her a question when she came out and now she's fine. She drove herself to church today. She's all good. I said, I said, mom, let me ask you a question. What made you come out of that? She said, I just began to think about all the good things that was happening in my life. 
I thought about the good times with the kids. I thought about uh, y'all growing up. She, in other words, she went back and looked at what was good in her life and all good comes from God anyway. Amen. Amen. So sometimes you got to go back and you got to look. Here's another one. We must learn to agree even when we can't see. I say, well, pastor, what do you mean by that? Just write it down and I'll tell you. We must learn to agree. Even when we can't see. Write down Romans chapter 8 verse 24 and 25. This is what it says. For we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man see it. Why should he hope for it? But if we hope for that which we see not. Then we do wait with patience for it. In other words if you can see it. You don't need to hope for it. If you have it, you need no hope. But he's saying here, when you can't see it, you still need to agree with it. God said he was going to bless me. That's what I'm going to believe. God said he was going to encourage me. That's what I believe. God said he was going to heal me. That's what I believe. In other words, you can't let what used to happen to you or what has happened to you discourage you to the point where you can't get encouraged with what God has already done. Amen. Amen. Write this down as a take home statement. Giving up is the sign that you've lost your hope. The only reason you quit is because you stopped having hope of what God could do. That's why I tell people. Because see, here's two things and this is my next point. There are two ways you can handle things. You can either nurse it or rehearse it. Everybody say nurse it or rehearse it. You can either nurse your problems or you could either rehearse your problem. And so you got to stop nursing. And you got to stop rehearsing. You say, well, Pastor, what do you mean? It's easy. Nursing is when things have happened to you that hurt you. That's what nurses are for. They're designed to do what? Care for you. Yeah. And so many of us, we've had hurts uh, in the past. And, and they're still in our lives. And we're nursing them. When God is saying, stop nursing. And then start rehearsing. You say, well, what am I rehearsing right now? Philippians chapter 3. He says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. But there's one thing that I'll do. He says, I'm going to forget those things which are behind. So first of all, he says, I'm going to stop nursing of those things that's in the past. And then he says, I'm going to press toward the things that are before. I'm going to look forward to what God is going to do. Oh, I may not have gotten married in 2010. But I tell you what, I'm looking for him in 2011. See, I should have got a made man from some of the singles. Oh, we got, oh, we got a man over there. Whoa. How many want to get married? Let me see your hand. Yeah, yeah. Do something different in your life. So, well, Pastor, what I can do? Do something different from what you're doing because what you're doing might not be working for you. You say, well, what can I do? Go home and change the answer machine. Stop saying you have called 817. They know what phone number they called. They called it. No, no, change it and say, we are not home. The Jones family, Mr. and Mrs. Jones is not home. You say, but pastor, I don't know his last name. Make up one then. Just make it up. Whatever name you want to have. Mr. and Mrs. Harris is not here. But we'll be happy to call you back. Just leave a message at the beat. And some of your friends going to be like, girl, I called the wrong number. Your cell phone said Mr. and Mrs. Harris ain't here. Yeah, we are not here yet. But I'm hoping and I'm believing and I'm standing. Go to, well, you don't have to go there. Let's, let's close with Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Go to Hebrews 11. You got to do something different. 
I mean, have you ever seen a fly buzz around? And this is how I used to catch flies. You know how flies get in your house? And zzz, I used to hate them. So what I would do is cut off all the lights in the house and then cut the light, off, cut the light on in the bathroom because, see, they're going to come to the light. And then they get in that bathroom and those mirrors in that bathroom confuse flies. Have you ever seen it? They just fly and they hit the mirror. Bzz, bam, bzz, bam, bzz, bam. Because they think that's another room over there. Well, that's what some of us are doing. We're doing the same thing over and over. Bzz, bam, bzz, bam, bzz, bam. And it's not working. Look at your neighbor and say, try something new. I mean, some of y'all, some of you couples go home a different route. Just get in the car and don't go the same way. Just drive around the block. Go somewhere else. Do some, don't go back to the same restaurant. You've been at Taco Bell every Sunday. Let's go to Taco Bueno. I mean, listen, you, here you are. Change grocery stores. Do something. You never know. He might be or she might be right over there on aisle eight. And you ain't never been to that grocery store because oh, they too high over there. So I'm just going to stay over here at, what is it, safety thrill? What's another one? Huh? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Look at the Hebrews 11.1. Here's the last reason why you got to end the year with hope. Because faith is at work when your hope is alive and your hope is the sign that your faith is working. Listen to what I'm saying. This is how you can know if your faith is working. Most people go, Pastor, I don't know if my faith is working. It's real easy to judge if your faith is working. Your faith is working when your hope is working. Because look in verse 1 of chapter 11. It says, now faith is the substance of the things hoped for. If you ain't hoping, you ain't a faithing. Now, I know that's not good English, but you know what I mean, right? If you're not a hoping, you're not a faithing. So the way to know if your faith is still working, to see if your hope is still alive. And the only way to do that is to look back on the past and say, you know what? See, when I don't let long declinations do, that's a word, declination, dec, what's, what's the word? What? No, no, I mean, when you get declined, isn't that a declination? That's a word. Get the dictionary out. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, you don't know what it is. Even though you've got that client all this time. All right, no, listen, 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 listen. I don't let that bother me. You know why? Because they denied us four times before they let us in this school. I'm okay with a no because I have an eternal yes. So I just look back and I look at that victory. Lord, I thank you. They told me no four times. But then you, tell, you, you put it on their heart to say yes. I look back again. I said, okay, he told us to move. See, those are victories. Everybody say victories. And those are the things that you have to have in your life because as long as you are hoping, your faith is working. Did you get something out of the word today? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap if you would. Every head bow and every eye closed, you may be here today and you've never accepted.